Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched the horror show at WWE Extreme Rules 2020, broadcast on July 19th, 2020. I'm recording this the next day. Hopefully, I can get back into doing uh, the more frequent podcasts now that I've found a uh, pretty good groove over on twitch.tv slash the demon jackal. I even might start doing these podcasts over there on that stream. But for now, back to the good old days of recording into, well, it's not really the good old days. I, I have been continuously doing this, just not as frequently um, recording these episodes. So no longer, hopefully no longer will I wait until the end of the week to get caught up on everything but instead, just record about the previous night's stuff the next day. Starting right here with the horror show at WWE Extreme, WWE Extreme Rules, um, where we had the kickoff. On the kickoff show, we had one match, which was announced just before the show. Um, Buddy Murphy versus Kevin Owens. It was pretty good. We got a great, uh, like, um, what do you even call, it, call that? A hop-up moonsault? By Kevin Owens. Uh, it's always great to see him bust out that move. But it wasn't enough. Murphy kicked out. But Kevin uh, eventually hit that stunner uh, after I think he hit a super kick first. Super kick and then the kick to the to the gut. And then the stunner got the win. And uh, so the side of the forces of good prevailed so far on this show. That would quickly turn around as the entire rest of the show the evil people won everything spoilers all of the bad people won except for drew mcintyre drew, drew mcintyre won he's not a bad guy but all the other bad guys won which i am totally fine with because i like all these bad guys and i've been totally fine with them losing too but um i'd say my predictions were fairly close i didn't know about this match so i didn't i didn't predict anything for this match but the opening match of the show itself was fantastic, as I expected. The tables match between the New Day and Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura was incredible. Um, there's a great moment where I think it was Kofi went for a big dive uh, to the outside. He's going to hit, I think Shinsuke, no, Cesaro, I think, was laid out on the table. But Shinsuke and Cesaro uh, had gathered themselves come uh come to their senses uh gotten up and lifted up that table and used it as a wall <laughs> kobe just slammed right into that that looks super painful but um uh the new day set up a couple of tables a big stack of tables just two tables it, was, it wasn't a big stack it was two tables one on top of the other all set up and that was the structure that kofi ended up getting power bombed through I think that was a power bomb. Technically, it might have been something technically a different move than that. But Cesaro hit that move, and it was so brutal, so painful looking. I am I I am not sure Kofi even survived that. Um, but upon the slow motion replay, so it was a tables match, so that won the match. And Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura are the new champions. I'm really happy about that because Cesaro is awesome. And he needs to win all the championships as much as possible in incredible matches like this. But anyway, uh, on the slow motion replay of that spot, it was about as perfect, in my opinion, 
it was about as perfect as that could have gone as far as like uh just hitting it right centered uh the front to back uh uh placement of Kofi onto the table seemed to be right on uh because any further in either direction it would have it could have been made that a lot more painful maybe i'm not saying that it wasn't painful i sh- i am certain it was incredibly painful but i think it looked to me that it was as safe as that could have been and that's uh big ups to the swiss superman cesaro for just being incredible at every single thing he does including winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championships with his second partner that he's won these cha- championships with. He's won the SmackDown Tag t- I think he's won the, the SmackDown Tag Titles. Or is this the first time Cesaro has won the SmackDown Tag Titles? I can't remember if the bar only ever won the Raw Tag Titles. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Cesaro. Here we go. Cesaro. Let's look at his uh his his accolades, his awards, his championships down at the bottom of the page. We have uh in WWE. Okay, he ha- uh the bar has won the SmackDown Tag Championships. So, there you go. There you go. Um oh, he needs uh he has won the United States Championship. He's got to win the Intercontinental title. He's got to win the world championship. Uh, got to win the universal. All of them. All of them. Give them all to Cesaro. He's amazing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that match. That match was my... I don't even care about the rest of the night. That That's the episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no. um, and then afterwards, he they, they just put the championships on the table in front of Michael Cole. And he's like, see? See? What did I tell you? I told you. I told you. See? And that was really great. That was really great. So up next, we had Nikki Cross versus Bailey. Uh, Nikki had her team hyping her up. Asuka, Kyrie, and Alexa were all there backstage hyping her up for the match. Uh, everybody had great words of wisdom. But then Kyrie says, even if you lose, we'll still be your friends. Which, like, is really nice. But... This was after everybody was like, we believe in you. You can do this and all that. And then Kyrie's like, but if you do lose. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. But it's, um, oh man, Bailey was so entertaining to watch this entire show. Every single time she was on, it was, she did something hilarious during this entrance. She was like, she had her, the SmackDown Women's title around her, her waist. And she was like, banging it against the glass i'm saying it that way is really weird but like she was like just like thrusting her hips into the glass like flaunting it at the audience it was great it was great um but anyway uh bailey wins after using the boss knuckles why didn't anybody call them the boss knuckles instead of the brass knuckles and i think I think uh, one of them even said, I think it was Corey, he was like, that thing that Sasha wears on her hand, <laughs> like, there's, it's a ring, it's like a, like a multi-finger ring thing, but 
also call it bra- brass knuckles or boss knuckles. Um, I think it's a great pun that was not used, but maybe they'll use it uh, when explaining what happens uh, <laughs> next time on SmackDown. Well, they'll probably talk about it a bit on Raw as well. Um, so yeah, Bailey is still the champion. Uh, then we had a little bit of Vampire Bray Wyatt, where Rambling Rabbit played the wrong footage. He played the, uh, I think he played the, <laughs> oh, the karaoke stuff so if that karaoke stuff was entirely just to to end up being a reference here then it was kind of worth it but it was i I mean they're making the best of it may as well poke some fun at it uh then we had mvp come out uh as announced that apollo cruz did not pass his uh pre-match medical clearance thing examination uh, so MVP declares himself the champion and Bobby Lashley straps that new United States championship around MVP's waist and he walks on right out of there. So this is interesting. This is the first of a couple of big, big question marks, but they can be answered. I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about this at the end, uh, because the other question marks are, are still to come. Uh, then we had Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio in an eye for an eye match. This match was so high energy, so fast paced, tons of crazy, great, hardcore wrestling spots and just straight up regular wrestling spots. Um, these two are just incredible. So, um, yeah, the ending was weird. The stipulation of this match was weird, but it was, I, th- I thought it was fine. Um, I'm glad we didn't get, we didn't see a close up. whether the effects were good or not. We did not have to see a close up of that, but apparently Seth Rollins actually threw up. I only saw him gagging and then I like was looking down my phone, like searching for gagging gifts to send to one of my chats. Um, and so I guess when I was doing that, he actually did throw up. So I didn't mind it cause I didn't see the actual throwing up, but I could totally understand being super grossed out by that. I thought it was really funny when he was just gagging at what awful thing he just did. But anyway, Seth Rollins wins because Ray's eye gets gouged out on the corner of the steel steps there. Uh, even though Seth had prepared by bringing some pliers, which would have been really gross. Um, but uh, yeah, I was uh, the, the whole time I was thinking this is an incredible match. Um, and hopefully the stipulation doesn't become the thing that it, I mean, it probably will. There's no like really helping it that the stipulation and the ending will be what people remember the most about it. But I hope, and for myself personally, I'm going to try to remember this match for how, just how great of a match it was, despite the weirdness of the ending. And I mean, I personally was fine with the ending. It, it was how else were they going to do it? Like, it, sure. There's a, a ton of other ways that you, that it could have ended. It could have been, the match could have been ended before the eyes got even evolved. Like somebody comes out, I was like, no, th- this is, Oh wait, we made a mistake. Like why is, <laughs> but then that would be just as, it would just, it would be just as weird of an ending as anything else. I think there is like, they could have just not had the match like this to begin with. Sure. That's probably the most ideal situation. Just make it a no holds barred grudge match type of thing. 
But uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens with Dominic, especially. Ray is probably out of action for a while, although he's been he's he's been wearing the eye patch anyway, and it's that same eye. So when he quote unquote heals from it, he can he's he would just be be just as capable as he had been before. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see what happens. A lot of this stuff is this is one of the this isn't one of the big question marks for me, but it is still a question mark. Like what is gonna happen going forward? And when I say there are big question marks, I don't mean that as a negative, as uh criticism of this should have been answered right now or anything like that um i just think these are the big things that hopefully will be the big story points moving forward that we will get answers to these questions and so forth and i realize sometimes maybe more often than not it depends on how you how you how you look at it i suppose on which question big questions you choose to focus on but sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't get answered. We don't know who the hacker was. We don't know if that will ever get brought back as a storyline or, or anything like that. That's the most recent big question that um, I think everybody's wondering about. So uh, I fully expect there to be some type of follow-up with what's going on here, for sure. Whether it's, okay, while Ray is gone now. Or is Seth, is he going to quit? Is he horrified at what he's become? I don't know. Uh, is Murphy horrified at what Seth has become? We don't know yet. Maybe we'll see that on Raw tonight. Um, backstage, Bailey asked about what just happened. She seems horrified, but she wants to assure Ray if he has a chance to see this interview. She wants to assure him that he has not seen double, that Bailey is still Bailey Dos Belts. <laughs> so funny. And um, yeah, that segued very nicely into the next match, which was Asuka versus Sasha. Another controversial match. Another uh, very questionable ending. I admit, I totally understand those who are not on board with enjoying the absolute chaos of what happens at the end of this match. However, I think, I hope that we can all agree that this entire match before the moment when the referee was sprayed in the eye with green mist, I hope we all can agree that everything before that was fantastic. There was some, there's a little bit of wonkiness uh, from... The uh the German suplex, the super German suplex that uh Sasha landed on her knees and was bringing down the knee pads, and then there's some reversals that were kind of anyway. I don't want to get into the weeds of that. Um, that's all just kind of stuff that could happen just in any wrestling match. Uh I'm talking about the the, the like the the story stuff that um I totally agree that it is super weird, super bizarre. But I personally really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, the match was fantastic. I hope we get to see these two fight each other again. Real soon. I mean, I think I think we kind of have to, like, as soon as possible to resolve what the heck went on. Because the referee gets sprayed in the eyes with the green mist. And Bailey 
she hits Asuka in the back of the head after, like, right before this, there's all kinds of stuff, like, with the the, the, the the titles, and the referee's like, hey, what are you doing? And Bayley's like, I wasn't doing anything, even though she was standing in the ring, she's not in the match, she's holding the championship, obviously about to hit Asuka with it. She's like, I wasn't doing anything, and then the referee's like, get out of here, and there's, like, all that, and while she's doing that, Asuka prepares Grimace to spray Sasha in the face, but Sasha ducks out of the way, she's learned to avoid that. Which is a great reference to, yeah, because they faced off, or Sasha fought Io and then was sprayed in the eyes by Asuka. And uh, so Sasha learned from that, ducked out of the way, avoided it, and that caused the referee to be blinded. Bailey hits Asuka back of the head with the, uh, with the championship uh, belt. Uh, the, the referee is not recovering quickly at all. So Bailey, I thought she was like pulling the referee over to be like, oh yeah, count it, count it, count it. No, she was stealing his shirt. She became the referee by stealing his shirt, which as you know, is the universal sign of being a referee of just wearing that shirt. Um, but I think it's it's plausible that we'll find out that Bailey is a certified referee, even if she just took an online course, like being becoming an ordained minister from the 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 Ministry of the Light. Or whatever, the Church of the Light or something. Whatever, whatever the place is where you can go online and get ordained as a minister. It's like that, but for referees. Or maybe she went to full referee, four-year referee referee college. She got a bachelor's of refereeing. Refer, refereeing. <laughs> of refing. A, a, a bachelor, uh, bachelor's of science. Bachelor of science in the referee arts. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she has a master's degree. A master ref. It's like Master Chef. Oh, they should make that show. They should make that show. Master Ref? I would watch that. I don't know what it would entail. It would it could be something it could be like uh uh break no, not like breaking ground. Like the original NXT, like the game show, but it's all for referee training. And it might be uh, some people who who just refer like think that they'd be a good referee because they 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 call the shots from home and all that like the the all the great home cooks. But they're gonna also be uh you know they they they, they uh have experience at at a local restaurant, a local promotion that they're uh, they have some refereeing experience and now they want to get into the big time. That's master ref. That's my pitch for a new reality show for the WWE network. Anyway. Um, yeah. Bailey counts the three count. The bell does not ring because re- Bailey is not a referee. As far as we know, as far as the timekeeper knows. So uh, Bailey runs over there is like, bring the bell. Sasha just won. And so they, after being intimidated, uh, Sasha, Holds that title, tall Sasha, two, ba- uh, two belts, Banks. New Raw Women's Champion, maybe, probably not. But they, she has the belt, and they run away. And there's amazing photo of them backstage with uh, all four of those belts, and it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So, um, okay, I'll address these question marks because the last two matches, the last match is a big question mark. But it doesn't have anything to do with this because it's not a championship match. Um, I'm talking about the swamp fight, but I'll get to that 
when it's time. Uh, so if you go to the, as of right now, or maybe not right now, as of a few hours ago, and I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, I'm just a, a couple hours, two hours removed from tonight's Monday Night Raw airing. But if you go to the Superstars page, which uh, at the top has a list of all the champions, you will see that Asuka is still listed as the Raw Women's Champion and that Apollo Crews is still listed as the United States Champion. And I think it's safe to say that they, it, it is not an issue of the championships not being updated because we do have Shinsuke and Cesaro listed as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So um, I think it is purposeful that they have not been updated, that they are not official title changes. And uh, certainly we'll get follow-up on that tonight. So there you go. That's my thoughts on that particular situation. So let's talk about these last two matches. We had Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. The stipulation that Dolph chose was that it's extreme rules for Dolph Ziggler only. Drew McIntyre can only follow the rules of a regular match, which does have some leniency. It is technically allowed to to slam someone through the announcer's table, like during regular rules, as long as you don't get counted out while doing it. I don't know why that's okay, but I guess it does make sense because you can like throw people into the barricade and things like that. There was a great spot where Dolph could just launched into the plexiglass. That was fantastic. But um, so yeah, if Drew breaks any of the regular rules, then he loses and he loses the championship. If he gets counted out, then he loses the championship. But Dolph, he could do whatever he wants. It can be a double count out because Dolph technically isn't the one getting counted out and he would win. So he's trying to do all this, but as one would expect, Drew McIntyre is still able to overcome all of that stacked deck. And <laughs> yeah, Dolph screams, why won't you die? It's just pretty great. Um, and he goes for that. Uh, was he going for a super? I think he was going for a super kick. Yes. Um, because he's tuning up the band. He goes for that super kick, but instead he gets hit by the Claymore. And I really want to write, maybe somebody's already done this, but the Hamilton song that goes, talk less, smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. That song, I want to write some parody lyrics all about Drew McIntyre. That'd be talk less, Claymore, uh, something, something. I don't know what the rest of the lyrics. I, I I only changed the one word so far to make it work. But anyway, <laughs> Drew McIntyre is still a champion, as I expected. Uh, the only prediction I got wrong so far, I forget if I... I think I maybe was wishy-washy on the MVP uh, Apollo match. It technically didn't even happen. So whatever I guessed, whatever I predicted was wrong on that one, I think. Um, I thought that Seth was going to lose the eye for an eye match. So I was wrong on that one. Actually, you know what? My predictions were pretty, were like half and half. Um, I thought that Asuka was going to win, but technically maybe that is, she maybe didn't lose so even though she didn't win i don't think she actually lost we'll see what happens with that so i don't know 
predictions, whatever. Moving forward. I enjoyed it. It was great. I I really liked it. I really liked it. But I can also understand those who didn't like it. And that's also a valid yeah, uh, also a valid point. I'm not going to try to argue it. I'm just saying that I did really like this show. And I I really liked this Wyatt Swamp fight. I wore my Swamp uh, Showdown at the Swamp shirt from Southpaw Regional Wrestling Season 2. Uh, I was really excited for this match. I couldn't wait to see what happens. I really, really like that we saw. I didn't even realize that it was Rambling Rabbit. I didn't put it together. I just saw a cute rabbit flashing among all these horrifying images at the, at the top of the match. Quote, unquote, match. Um, I was like, oh, rabbit. That's great. And then later I realized, oh, right. Rambling Rabbit. And then also Huskus the Pig Boy. We saw an actual pig, a gigantic wild pig. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And then we also saw Abby the Witch. Did uh, I'm sure we saw the, con- uh, what's his name? The, the buzzard. Bucko the buzzard. What is the buzzard's name? I forget what the buzzard's name is. But then we also saw Abigail, Abby the Witch. And it was during this whole like fever. This whole thing is like a fever dream of Braun Strowman. Uh, it was a whole Empire Strikes Back, uh, Dark Force forest uh with with luke skywalker braun Strowman facing all the the demons inside his head and manifesting himself in the real world there where all this bad energy is and like dagobah this swamp uh housed a very strange uh creature in the fiend but um anyway <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying at this point i'm skipping forward he had to fight some swamp people uh, some other Wyatt family members, unnamed Wyatt family members. <laughs> and then he he fought this really big guy. And he also fought himself for a quick moment there. Or rather, himself, he, his self knocked him out and uh, allowed Bray Wyatt to kidnap him, tie him up in the, the shack, which is not the shack that was burned down. Or maybe it was. Maybe they traveled back in time. I don't know. But after he was held hostage inside of that uh, uh, <laughs> that workshop or whatever with all the junk inside, uh, Bray, uh, Bray allows Braun back out into the swamp. Uh, Braun fights off this pretty tall guy, but the, he, he sets this guy, he throws this guy at the fire. There's a big old bonfire going and he throws him at the fire and the guy catches fire and he just goes off into the wilderness probably to be extinguished it's wet out there it probably didn't start a wildfire plenty of moisture to keep that from spreading so i'm not too worried about that <laughs> but that stunt was really cool um and then i he and and bray just go at it he ends up knocking bray off oh but before that before that he is tempted by the siren of abigail well before he gets transport back out to the swamp he gets bitten by a giant snake that's being held by abby the witch or abigail sister abigail and uh she's wearing this weird uh like hood mask veil thing and has this gigantic snake that bites brawn and then he wakes back up in the swamp but then he is tempted by this siren song of abigail and it's alexa bliss now i don't think that abigail is Alexa Bliss or Alexa Bliss is Abigail. It's like this person personification of his like D 
deepest desires, the deepest, darkest, bad thoughts and all that kind of, or that just that temptation that uh, it's, it's Bray Wyatt and the fiends trying to manipulate Braun Strowman. That's all. So I, I think it was really cool that it's like, again, it's like him imagining himself attacking him. Also this relationship with Alexa bliss coming back to, to mess with him, to mess with him and to see her as Abigail though is really cool. Although if anybody's saying like, Oh, she's, she's Abigail all along or anything like that. I don't think that's what it is at all. I think it's just this whole, uh, forced, uh, force dark side of the force forest type of thing. Um, there's probably a better analogy for that part. I think, but, uh, a lot of it, you're in the swamp, there's frogs, probably poison dart frog. Those don't live in a swamp, but there's all kinds of weird stuff that can make you start hallucinating and all that kind of thing, especially if, and he was just bitten by a snake. So there's that as well. But if it turns out Alexa bliss actually is, is straight up sister Abigail and is just her all the time. Um, I think I'd be okay with that too, but I don't think that's the case. Um, so yeah, he does that. Then he's fighting with Bray and then he knocks Bray off of the dock into a boat and the boat goes zipping off into the, (laughs) into the swamp. And then the boat comes back and it's empty. And then Bray is back. I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened at this point, but, um, he knocks Bray off into the water and it's quiet. He is drowned, maybe. There's just a glug, glug, glug. Still, the sound cuts out. The copyright logo is on the screen. And then Bray pops out of the wire, grabs it with the bandolga claw, and drags Braun under. Now, there is somebody, like, comes out of the wire. I couldn't tell. I thought it was Braun because he says Bray when he comes out. But, uh, oh, I have to look. I think it was Braun saying Bray when he like kind of just comes out of the water, like real quick. It's, it's so quick. It's dark. It's hard to tell. They both have big old beards. So I'm not entirely sure, but, and I did watch it back a couple of times and I'm still not sure. I, it makes more sense for it to be Braun. Um, but anyway, then we see, we don't see either of them again. We just see the fiend emerge from the swamp and that's how we end the show. Uh, the fiend lives. The fiend has been awakened. It, uh, Braun Strowman was not able to stop the fiend from arriving. And that is pretty cool. I like it. I like it. Um, so, yeah, that was the final question mark of the night because that was the last thing that happened. Uh, what's going to happen next? I, I don't know. But I am excited to find out. Is Braun going to be is he still alive is he going to come back as old Braun? is he does does Braun Strowman now embody the fiend maybe that would be interesting if if now he is also has maybe not the exact same fiend mask but if he has a fiend mask and we're starting this new fiend family firehouse firefly funhouse fiend family ffhff that would be pretty, pretty cool because Bray is talking to him. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. I want you to join me because we could be gods. And if they are joined forces, 
They could win all the championships in all of WWE, just destroy everybody. Maybe recruit a couple more swamp people. I don't know. They don't even have they don't have to be swamp people. But the guy that caught fire, he's gotta be he's gotta be itching to do something. I know well, he's definitely itching. Cause because burn burns itch when they're healing. What am I saying? I don't know. Anyway, um I yeah, I liked it a lot. This pay-per-view is really good. Really enjoyable. Yeah, some of the endings of matches were weird. If this is a normal wrestling show and all this happens, you'd be like, why did that happen? And even being the wrestling show that it is and all this of that is, why did they have that happen? But the show is called Horror Show at Extreme Rules. It's been set up that all kinds of weird stuff it's happening going into it. There's going to be weird stuff that happens during the show. It would be really weird. I I appreciate that there was actually extreme stuff that happened on this show. The last couple of years of extreme rules is like, oh, okay. There it's a chairs match. Great. Oh, okay. There's a, a ladder match. Okay. Like, and then our, our main event last year was the, the winner take all mixed tag match, which was cool. I, I did enjoy that. But like as far as extreme being extreme rules, you expect to see like crazy stuff. And I thought it delivered on some crazy stuff. So there you go. Those are my thoughts on extreme rules. I totally understand if you completely disagree with every single thing I said. But try try to be nice about it. <laughs> I'll try to be nice about it when uh, responding as well. Or or if you're not being nice about it, then I won't. Then I'll just not respond. But um, yeah, I think that's the great thing about all every all TV shows and movies and wrestling. All that is that there's stuff you like, there's stuff you don't like. Hopefully, focus more on the stuff that you do like. And, uh, if there's stuff that you don't like, you know, just move on to the next thing, switch, uh, you know, watch the next episode, or if you're really sick of it, watch something else, take a break from wrestling. It's all good. It's all good. We all just got to do what we can to stay sane right now. And speaking of Kyrie Sane, it's been announced that we're going to have Bailey versus Kyrie Sane tonight. Pretty excited for that. And obviously that means we're going to get some follow-up right away. With that whole Sasha Banks Raw Women's Champion situation question mark. Um, so there you go. Um, that's all I've got to say. I could I could probably say a whole ton bunch a whole ton bunch more about all of this, but I will leave it at that for now. Tune in every single morning, 10 a.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash the demon jackal, talking about wrestling. All the time, but also today I talked about my favorite pizza, which is a Thai pie from Old Chicago, which is not available to order for pickup at my close at the closest Old Chicago to me to where I live, and I am very upset. I am very upset. I was really looking forward to. It. I have not had Old Chicago in a long time, but I thought, hey, if I can get takeout. I'm going to order a Thai pie because I just reminded myself how delicious it, delicious it is. I'm reminding myself even more just how delicious it is. 
and I'm getting furious because all of their other pizzas are available. Their specialty pizzas are available. This is the location in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Thai pie, not available on their website, on their online order, on their uh, online menu. It's listed on the menu, but it says not available. I'm upset. I'm upset. By the way, uh, Shotzi Blackheart dancing like all the time and getting way into everything is amazing. As is Zia Lee getting way into everything is amazing. Not as amazing as the couple of guys who do not wear their masks uh, all the way over. They, they're they're like underneath their, their noses. So, I mean, it still protects from when they're like yelling and shouting and stuff. But, you know. Set the example for the viewers how to wear your masks correctly. So there you go. I get to, that's all I have to say about that. Wear masks. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Protect others. Hopefully they will also be protecting you by wearing a mask themselves. So there you go. Uh, that's it. Let me know what you thought by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe. Health. Stay, stay, stay safe. Oh, stumbled. I was thinking, thinking too much about it. Stay safe, healthy, and happy in all of the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye!